100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballad and Beyond, contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center, was written by Diane E. Weaver. The reader is Dr. Diane Weaver. Elizabeth King Ellicott was a central figure in the Maryland campaign for women's right to vote. Her vision of a government that included women was at the center of her commitment towards state and national governmental reform. She was instrumental in changing the perception of women in society. She achieved this largely through her involvement in broadening the scope of women's organizations and through the movement for women's suffrage. Born in 1858 to a prominent Baltimore family, by her mid-thirties, King was among the founders of the companion Bryn Mawr School for Girls in Baltimore and was a key figure in the opening of the medical school of the Johns Hopkins University to women's students. As a member of the Women's Literary Club, King joined a small faction that worked to expand the club's scope beyond the discussion of literary topics. King's circle was unable to amend the club's constitution, so in 1894, they organized the Arundel Club and elected King president. The Arundel Club affiliated with the General Federation of Women's Clubs. By 1896, membership had reached 300, and in the same year, King launched the Arundel Good Government Club. It was the first women's organization in Baltimore to discuss and act on civic problems. In 1909, King helped organize and was the first president of the Maryland Federation of Women's Clubs, and she led the effort to broaden the potential impact of women's efforts to the entire state. By the Federation's first meeting, membership consisted of 19 clubs and 2,100 women. The following year, Elizabeth King married William Ellicott, heir to a flour milling fortune, but her marriage did not affect her activism. As did many progressives, King viewed municipal government as housekeeping on a larger scale. 
Therefore, she believed the purpose of the Arundel Club should be to promote the economical and efficient management of government. Ellicott realized that local women's groups, along with the help of male reformers, could achieve some reform goals. She believed, however, that more significant results required larger organizations with greater memberships. She assumed a leadership role in broadening the potential impact of women's efforts from Baltimore to the entire state. Ellicott was deeply involved in the women's suffrage movement. She led the effort to create and maintain unity among various state suffrage organizations. She also helped to spread suffrage activism across the state. By 1910, responding to unity issues, responsibility for organizing the state suffrage movement fell to Ellicott and Edith Houghton Hooker, founder of the Just Government League. Ellicott led the Maryland Federation of Women's Clubs once again in 1914 and steered it towards influencing the Maryland General Assembly. For the first time, the Federation endorsed an ambitious legislative agenda. Noting in 1914 the failure of most of the Federation-sponsored legislative agenda, Ellicott begged members not to be discouraged. She declared, we have gained insight and experience, and at the next legislature, we will be better equipped for pushing the interests of women. Ellicott was plagued by frequent bouts of ill health, and she became ill and could not attend the Federation's annual meeting in April 1914. She sent a message to the gathering, expressing her belief in the power of the Federation. She wrote, I am convinced of the vitality and far-reaching influence of the Federation and its usefulness in supplying to the lives of women and communities in which they dwell a power for good and for progress. Elizabeth King Ellicott died on May 14, 1914, at the age of 56. Her will directed that $25,000 be used for the political education of women. She was inducted into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame in 1993. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit ballotandbeyond.org. When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from Season 1 and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or head over to PreserveCast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. <laughs>